Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here joining with me today. It is, what is today? It is Friday, the 23rd of June, 2023. And I want to start by saying thank you. Uh, Many of you who listen uh, sent me some birthday wishes on Facebook, so I really appreciate that. Um, it warmed my heart. It uh, it definitely made me feel good. There were a lot of ones from my Facebook friends and from my regular friends that I see as well as you. So um, it's very much appreciated. Oh, and I have my hot beverage, which has kind of become a little bit lukewarm. It is not coffee this morning. I brewed myself some delicious tea. Mm, herbal tea today, but not a packaged one. We have a rest or not a restaurant. I, um, there's an Amish grocery store in the country near, um, Arthur, Illinois called Beachy's. If you have been there, you know the experience. If you have never been there, oh my gosh, please make the trip to Arthur, Illinois. Enjoy Amish country. Eat lunch at Yoder's, which is a big buffet that is filled with comfort foods. Um, And then go to Beachy's. Really neat uh, store. And they have this huge aisle where you can get all kinds of different um, herbs and dried plants. Um, different seasonings. I mean, they just got all kinds of stuff in little deli containers labeled on the shelves. So I am having elderberry, dried elderberries, and dried lavender flowers uh, steeped in hot water. And I tried just drinking it, but... <laughs> There's, it's not that enjoyable when you drink tea and you get a mouthful of debris. <laughs> so I had to go back in and strain it and, and come back out here. I'm sitting on the deck, and uh, when I came out, it was pitch black except for our security lights. And and now it is definitely lighting up as it's a few minutes after 5 in the morning. Oh. It's nice. It's peaceful. I was hearing weird sounds out here this morning. I could recognize that some were, you know, natural, but there were some, I knew they were man-made, but it was like, I hadn't heard those particular ones. I think one was the neighbor's air compressor. (sighs) Pardon me. Big yawn. I think one was the neighbor's air compressor had kicked on. And then I heard this strange sound and... It was, it was kind of, we haven't had rain, but it sounded like a, a car on the highway, um, you know, with, with, uh, wet road surface, wet tires. Uh, it was just unusual sound, especially since it hasn't been raining, but I heard it for about a mile's worth of driving, uh, coming through the woods. Oh, but I love sitting outside in the morning. It is so nice. It is so enjoyable. And I'm hearing a lot of our baby roosters uh, that have started crowing. They have. They are really kicking in this morning. They have found their voice. And it's, 
You remember that episode of the Brady Bunch where uh, um, uh, Peter, his his voice starts changing and it's cracking, and so they they're they're trying to record a song and they change the song to uh, when it's time to change and it features his his breaking voice. Well, <laughs> that's what these little roosters are doing. <laughs> they're adolescent. <laughs> they're trying to crow. Oh, there goes another one. <laughs> They're cute. They're cute. I'm not I'm not making fun of them. I'm only laughing near them. <laughs> oh, but just enjoying sitting out here. Uh, what I wanted to talk about today was perspective. When you look at something, when you see something, and I have to admit, between the words perspective and prospective, I have gotten those confused, and it just they just they're interchangeable in my mind. I know they're two different things, uh, two different spellings, two different words, two different meanings, and I am very self-conscious that I'm getting them wrong because for some reason in my head they just get. St- together. This actually happened when I was giving a formal workshop presentation up near Chicago. And I had as as the title slide, the wrong word. (laughs) I felt really bad afterwards when nearly every evaluation that was turned in pointed out my, uh, my spelling mistake. So anyway, what I want to look at is the idea of perspective where you are, your view is unique. How you look at things, how things are seen differently, depending upon where you're standing, where you're living, how you're living. And yesterday for my birthday, I spent a lot of time thinking about time, thinking about generations, thinking about the experiences that I have had over the past 58 years, what life was like at different time periods, and how I see things different from my kids, and I see things different from my grandkids. I I love music. And uh, I was listening to music with uh, a family member yesterday who is uh, quite a bit younger. (laughs) And, uh, you know, thinking about the music that this person is listening to versus the music that I prefer to listen to. Because like that song uh, where singing about the gal being stuck in 1985... And the song came out 20 years ago, and 1985 is almost 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm stuck in the the music of the 80s. And I remember back in the 70s that the the music that, uh, the not the current music, but the oldies that were popular were all from the 1950s. You had the TV show Happy Days. You had the movie American Graffiti. There was this swing back to the 1950s. Elvis, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Buddy Holly, 
uh, you know, the Big Bopper, uh, Ricky Valens. You had all these things, all these singers and their songs that they were popular, you know, big time in the 50s. And then 20 years later, they kind of had a resurgence. And in the 1980s, there was a resurgence in the 1960s music. Uh, so you had, you know, um, that's when I bought uh, bought into the Time in Life uh, 1960s CD, uh, you know, club or whatever, where every month they sent you a very high-priced CD. Uh, that was pretty good quality, uh, but it was music from the 1960s. And, and I was really starting to think, it's like 20 years... You know, there's a there's a swing back to 20 years prior, and it's driven by people who that was the music that they came, you know, came of age listening to. And so I, I often thought, okay, well, what's it going to be like for you know whenever the 80s music? Well, that was in the 2000s if we follow that model. But I kind of think that it's been a little bit different with the 80s, or at least that's my perspective, that it's a little different because I think a lot of the 80s music really kind of kept going as far as in its popularity. But another person who that wasn't their era, they're going to have a different perspective. They're probably going to see things differently because what I enjoy pops up into my mind whenever I have something that reminds me of it. It'll just pop up more than others. References, different different turns of phrase from that era. And so I, you know, I spent a fair amount of time thinking about perspective, thinking about those kinds of things, and wondering, you know, how well does that play in other parts of life? Now, yesterday, when I was uh, uh, talking on the podcast, I was, uh, now I lost my thought. <laughs> That's the frustrating thing about getting older, I guess, is sometimes I'll have, a, I'll have a thought and it just, poof, it just disappears. There's like a hole it dropped into, just like Wile E. Coyote did when he was chasing the roadrunner. He'd fall into his own holes. But, um, well, let's see, where am I going to pick up now? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, how we see things, um, how others do. And are there, are there, is that perspective one that's helpful? You know, uh, if we focus just on things from our past, we miss out on the future. You know, again, there's music made today. I'm kind of stuck in the 80s. There's a 40-year time period. And if I go back to whenever, you know, I was in high school and go back 40 years, well, that wasn't, you know, the 19... 60s or 50s, um, you go back 40 years from 1983 when I graduated, you got 63, 
43, 53. Well, that's just 30 years. You go back to 1933. Wow. That seems like a lot longer when I put myself back into my high school self. When you think about how, how we look at and interpret things from today, are you looking and, and seeing it from a positive viewpoint? Or are you looking at it and seeing it from a negative viewpoint? Are you looking at it and seeing it from a helpful viewpoint? Something helpful for yourself, helpful for others? As things happen in your life, and like I was talking about yesterday, how you interpret them, are you interpreting it in a way that is overgeneralizing, including too much? Or are you doing it in a way that it's very specific and relevant to the situation? You know, on Facebook, there's some people, they, the only thing they post are pictures of their cats. <laughs> or maybe they, they post a lot of pretty pictures with Bible verses on them. Or they picture, pay, put, yeah. They post pictures with goats, like we do. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. They're kind of keeping it to, you know, that lighter side of things. A lot of people also post their pain, post their hurt. There's a variety of other folks will post gossip. Or, you know, kind of like slanderous comments. There are some of these uh, groups or boards or whatever you want to call them that are out there where it's just a bunch of people jumping all over in a real negative way. Something that has happened that they know absolutely nothing about. They're just... They're just throwing mud at anything to see if it'll stick. Well, what's the benefit of something like that? What's the benefit of posting a cat picture? What's the benefit of airing personal dirty laundry or personal pain? Well, there could be some different benefits. If there wasn't any, people wouldn't do it. You know, some people are looking for likes or comments. Some people, when other people get upset, it tickles them. They like poking the bear. For others, what it does is it, it gives an opportunity for someone to, you know, get feedback or to get encouragement or, you know, don't think it's a real word, but it should be if it isn't, commiseration, you know. You're, you're, somebody's joining with you in your misery. When I, when I 
look, whether I comment or I don't, and I see some of the different things that people are painfully going through. It's real easy when you're going through pain to kind of overgeneralize. Your, your issue may be with a spouse, with a child, with a coworker, with health issues, you know, whatever it may be. But it's very easy for us to kind of blow it, inflate it into something else, into something larger. That becomes a belief. It's how we're looking at it that may not be the most accurate thing. You know, when I used to do counseling, I talked about absolutes. That there are extreme words that, that gather in a lot, you could say. Like always, never, forever, every time. Those are, those are words that don't leave much wiggle room. And if we use them a lot, it changes the ability to see things accurately. It changes our perspective. You know, it's kind of like uh, somebody goes through a bad breakup. If it's a gal going through a bad breakup, she may be saying to herself or saying to others, all men are pigs. Guy going through a similar circumstance may say, all women are witches. I know they're not saying witches, but I don't want to say the other word on a family-friendly podcast. (laughs) And that's not true. But when we're feeling intense emotions, when we feel intense emotions, what do we do? We try to have a belief that matches the intensity of the emotion. And simply saying, this, this spouse or this, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever has greatly disappointed me, that doesn't seem to have the same emotion as all men are pigs, all men are worthless, all this, all that. And we tend to gravitate towards the more emotional. But the more we do that, our our perspective can really change for the worse. We don't see things accurately. It feels right. It definitely feels right. But is it right? Is it accurate? Is it truthful? And if we believe it, what kind of decisions are we going to make based upon it? You know, lately my wife and I, we have been, uh, started doing a morning Bible study, Bible reading, where we read one chapter and then we discuss what jumps out of that chapter of the Bible? I've really enjoyed it. And, and she says she has enjoyed it also. And we're right now working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians in the New Testament. And there was one section I know you've all heard because it's very much been kind of a part of, 
American culture, especially if you go to weddings. And I wanted to just kind of read it, not from the point of view of it being a wedding piece, but I want to read it from the idea of how it can change our perspective in a positive way. So this is chapter 13, and I'm going to come down here to verse 4. And this is kind of, you know, uh, a love theme, definitely a love theme. Um, The Apostle Paul had a few different ones. I'm thinking it's Ephesians chapter 5 is is also one that is often used in, in weddings. But let me just kind of read a little bit and think about the importance of love. And when we practice love, not as an emotion, but as a set of actions, well, actions a lot of times can change the way we think and change the way we experience emotions. Uh, Verse 4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's an interesting set of of descriptions as far as what does love do. If we are experiencing love, we practice patience because people aren't perfect. And if we have this expectation that they are, we're going to get really frustrated. But what happens if we practice patience? Well, why would I have to do that? Because love is there in your heart when you do that. Love is kind. Kind means, you know, to me is being nice every time you have the opportunity. Because what's the opposite? To be mean? Love isn't mean. Evilness is. It doesn't envy. Which means if somebody is doing better than you, Love lets you be happy about that. If somebody has more wealth than you or more opportunities at this time than you, being envious is not love. Being envious leads you to maybe bad-mouthing the people on social media. Oh, in a way that it looks like you're just telling the truth. And not really putting the person down. It does not boast. It does not um, 
It is not proud. You know, boastful people, they're boasting about themselves most often. They have a lot of pride about what they do. And there's, there's healthy kinds of pride, but there's unhealthy kinds. And they're not, love isn't proud and boasting itself. You know, love is a little bit quieter, typically. It is not rude. You know, when you see people who are very, very frequently rude, do you see the kindness, the the love, or do you just see the rude shock effect? It's, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. You know, when you when one of the things that I've noticed is when people have, uh, they're quick to anger. A lot of times. They're already angry. They're just trying to swallow it down. They're bothered. They're put off by things. And then when something flips that little trigger, it's kind of like the gun is already loaded, primed. You know, the the hammer's cocked back. And then all you have to do is bump that trigger and it goes off and... and, and that's what can happen when we don't have that foundation of, of love that we're intentionally practicing. Well, we, we, you know, it's very easy to, you know, just boom, be easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. What are you keeping track of? What are you keeping track of? The successes of a person? Are you keeping track of their failures? You know, whenever the, the police are out there uh, and you get stopped, it's typically it's only because um, you've done something wrong. But what if you saw another side of the police, the helpful side, more so than the other side? That's kind of part of the whole background or the, the whole reason for creating the D.A.R.E. program back in the 80s. It was to get police officers on a regular basis going into schools, not because somebody did something wrong, but to let people see the other side of the law, excuse me, the law enforcement community where they're um, uh, the good side. So people are not fearful or distressed if they come across uh, police officers. Letting them see the other side of things. Let me quickly go through the rest because my time's almost over. Um, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. It It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now there's more in this chapter than what I've read. So if you want to, uh, I'd encourage you to, to go to 1 Corinthians 13 and just see what are some of the other things regarding love. I really believe 
that if we practice these kinds of principles, that we're going to experience a change in our perspective, how we look at the world, how we look at other people, how we look at our pets, how we look at our neighbors, how we look at our coworkers, how we look at our own life. If you practice these principles with yourself, with family members, with coworkers, I think you'll start to see a difference. You'll see things from a different perspective. All right. Well, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Take care. God bless. Thank you.